This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Wednesday, December 11th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Almond Board staying ahead of policies. House set to debate Ag Labor Bill. And final, USMCA vote must wait despite Pelosi deal. House set to debate farm labor today. The House is taking up a broad ag labor bill that would make the first major reforms to the H-2A visa program since it was created more than three decades ago. However, the White House isn't backing the Farm Workforce Modernization Act and Republicans are under pressure to vote against the legislation. The top Republican of the House Judiciary Committee, Doug Collins, tells AgriPulse some of the bill's GOP co-sponsors may not even vote for the Farm Workforce Modernization Act. Collins of Georgia has called the legislation a massive amnesty bill because of provisions that would legalize existing farm workers. But he also says that there are other problems, including a provision opposed by the American Farm Bureau Federation that would allow H-2A workers to bring claims against employers. A pressure point, well, former House Ag Chairman Frank Lucas of Oklahoma said he has been leaning in support of the bill, but he's hearing from constituents who say it's unfair to fix agriculture labor issues without addressing other sectors. Lucas said if you can't put the whole package together, it's hard sometimes to move even an important piece. The House Rules Committee defeated a GOP motion last night to allow the full House to debate amendments to the bill. I think opening up an immigration-related bill in this current climate is a recipe for some not-so-nice discussion, said Rules Chair Jim McGovern of Massachusetts. California Farm Bureau President Jamie Johansson penned an op-ed for AgriPulse yesterday arguing the bill is not amnesty but a fair solution for the existing agricultural workforce and their immediate families. He said the act addresses the chronic problem that American citizens generally don't apply for on-farm jobs. Johansson called it a charade that hardworking people are somehow stealing jobs. The Senate won't vote on USMCA until 2020. The House is expected to vote on the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement next week before Congress recesses for the holidays. But the Senate won't take up the implementing bill before January. We will not be doing USMCA in the Senate between now and the end of next week. That Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell yesterday after Democrats announced they had reached a deal on the trade pact. McConnell said that will have to come up in all likelihood right after the impeachment trial is finished in the Senate. U.S. ag groups, lawmakers and Trump administration officials were hoping to see the final votes before the end of the year. While I am very encouraged by today's breakthrough, we must not lose sight. The House and Senate need to work diligently to pass USMCA by Christmas. That Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue before McConnell's comments were made. Keep in mind, House Democrats want to end the year with a big legislative achievement, not impeachment. So the impeachment debate could be scheduled before the USMCA vote or possibly a year-end spending bill. We want to leave a positive message, said House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer to reporters yesterday. We are not happy about this impeachment. We are doing this because we feel compelled to do it. Many Californians applauded following the announcement of a deal, hoping to wrap it up by year-end. Democratic Representative Josh Harder of the Central Valley called it a major victory, while Republican State Senator and Ag Chair Shannon Grove commended Congress for putting farmers and workers above politics. The California Farm Bureau, Western Growers and Fresh Fruit Association also cheered the announcement.
Almond Board Sustainability Roadmap Preempts California Policies. The Almond Board of California yesterday announced a new roadmap for meeting its 2025 sustainability goals. The publication outlines the measures of success for its goals of reducing water use, waste, conventional pesticide use, and harvest dust. Permanent crops like almonds have come under scrutiny as the state begins to implement reductions in groundwater use next month. ABC Chair Holly King noted at ABC's annual conference yesterday that 95% of the crop's profit comes from the kernel, though 75% of the crop is in the form of shells, hulls, and woody biomass. The industry has been experimenting with a number of creative ways to reuse all that waste. Conference attendees also flocked to the session on new technologies for off-ground harvesting, which reduces dust and improves air quality. The European Union has also been a frustrating place to do business for the industry, according to USDA Special Trade Advisor Jason Hoffemeister. Europeans see the U.S. products and they think they're unhealthy, they're unsustainable, and they're unethical, he said. ABC also pledged nearly $6 million in grants for research projects to help meet these goals through next-generation farming practices. Top economist warns of oversupply. Dan Bossi, an ag economist and president of Ag Resource, told members of the American Seed Trade Association in Chicago yesterday he isn't worried about feeding 9 billion people by 2050. He said the real challenge in the next 10 years will be trying to find the demand to get rid of the supply that we have. China's pledge to buy 40 to $50 billion a year in U.S. farm commodities could help solve the oversupply problem, but there are still many unknowns, he said. For more on USMCA and Bossy's ASTA briefing, plus a look at how the Democratic presidential candidates are talking about ag policy in Iowa, be sure and read this week's AgriPulse newsletter today. Almond Board also concerned about oversupply. The Almond Board CEO, Richard Waycott, said this is the first time he has seen the three largest almond-growing regions expand production at the same time. Australia announced this week it's predicting an 80% growth by 2028, according to Waycott, who was speaking at the board's annual conference yesterday. Spain and Portugal are also increasing production, while new regions like Georgia are planting almonds and changing weather patterns could lead to other countries experimenting as well. California production, meanwhile, has remained flat. Waycott said ABC is working to better understand that global view, particularly with how water regulations in California and Australia will impact supply. Here's today's He Said It. It's just appalling and amazing how many issues are out there that the Almond Alliance has to be focused on. That Richard Waycott, as a federal marketing order, ABC is not allowed to advocate or lobby on policies. The Almond Alliance took on this role when it changed its name from the Almond Hullers and Processors Association back in 2016. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Wednesday, December 11th, brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Nelly.